0: What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every
1: year. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick and loans, internal data. Points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing letter, license in all 50 states. NMLS consumer access.org number
2: 3030.
0: Add time. Hey, guys. So as you may know, Sierra and I use uh, Anchor to record our podcast. It's really the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, It's free. They also provide you with creation tools, which allow you to record and edit your podcast right from
2: your cell phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. The best part is that you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Just make sure you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi everyone, I am your co-host Sierra, and welcome to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to all forms of success and empowerment. Stay tuned every Saturday for new episodes. Find us on Instagram at making sense of and email us at making sense of success at gmail.com if you would be interested in sharing your story.
0: Okay. Well, I guess maybe to get started, Beth,
1: would you mind giving our listeners like a quick bio about yourself? Yeah, for sure. Um, so hi, my name is Beth. I grew up in the UK. Um, my mom is Canadian, my dad is English. So I've kind of been between the two countries for my whole life. Um, I currently hey, am mom. working as the National Youth Network Coordinator for the Sustainable Development Solutions Network, which is an initiative for the UN, uh, the United Nations. And I've been working with the Sustainable Development Goals Uh, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals since the age of 13 when they were the Millennium Development Goals. So sustainability has been a part of my life for a really long time. Um, I'm now graduating from an Environment and Business Programme at the University of Waterloo and yeah, sustainability is my passion. (laughs) Yeah, well, <laughs> it looks like you're really,
0: bu- you've been keeping
1: yourself busy, which is
0: good, especially during these times as well.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I But you know what? I think it's kind of nice to have a little piece of hope amongst COVID something to, to focus uh, your time on and your effort on. And you know that you are kind of creating a new dialogue around kind of how to build back better and how a new sustainable world can, can take reign after COVID. So there is hope, I feel, in my work. So um, I'm lucky for that. No,
0: that's like really true, because I think that's what's coming out of this a lot um, with this whole COVID-19 situation, is that we're going to have to look at things differently and take different approaches that are sustainable, as you said, to allow for like a future that we can rely on rather than go back to what we were doing before. Right.
1: Absolutely. And I, I think, you know, like now is the time where we can really integrate those plans. It's kind of a new approach where, you know, we're looking, a lot of businesses and industries and governments are looking back on the plans that they have made, you know, for hundreds of years, really, and realize, you know, the, the system is broken since the industrial revolution. We've had such a focus on like production and consumption and it's now time to kind of shift that thinking and so it does mean that people like in our field feel like they're hustling and they need to get their voice heard like in the immediate but it also brings about some hope for sure I agree with you
2: we only have hope from here it can only (laughs) hopefully go up from here I promise (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if the U.S. has anything, you know, to do with the U.N., United Nations, I don't know. But I really hope Oh, so. they
0: definitely do. They definitely do. do they? Trust okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, they definitely do.
2: <laughs> and then we like to also ask our guests two, like, really big questions at the very start of the podcast, just to, you know, get them out of the way, because they are kind of scary.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> Go on, drop the bomb.
2: What's the big question? The question? Is what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given or given out?
1: Ooh, okay. The best piece of advice,
2: and um, we like honestly, to also ask.
1: I think um, something that I've been trying to focus on, and I think something that's really important for young people that are kind of coming out of their degree and whatnot is don't be too hard on yourself. I think it's easy to see when you fail or you get something wrong to retreat and not try again. And really, I found success in when I when I'm able to pick myself up the next day and realize, you know what, you're human. You make mistakes. Um, Tomorrow I can get it again. I can have another go. So don't be too hard on yourself, you know, you're just human. And sometimes you don't see the faults of other people, which is why I don't like the media sometimes and this like kind of social media realm we're in, because we never see the faults of people and I think we feel like that is bad, you know, like to have a fault and to to fail is is a negative thing. But actually it's it's such a positive thing, like to know what you're capable of and like you're like oh I suck at that I need to learn about this certain thing at my job or like with my relationship like don't you think (laughs)
0: yeah and I think that's come out like so much more now with um like all the social media like as you were saying it's it's kind of contradicted in the social media platforms but also I think From my experience, what I've seen, for example, on LinkedIn, which is kind of random, but like um, people have been posting more of their like rejection letters because we would mostly only see before like the successful side of it in that way, like quote unquote successful um, in the sense that, oh, someone got accepted to X amount of schools and we wouldn't really see all the rejection letters that would come with that.
1: That's so true and I think like having that open dialogue that it's like okay I failed but I learned from this and I think that's an also really important thing that like people share that on LinkedIn be like okay don't make a mistake that I made or like hey I'm human too. Um, That's how we should be sharing because that's just like what normal life is. Do you ever like who doesn't share with their friend when they messed up? You're never gonna like have a coffee with a friend and just talk about how perfect you are. Like, that's true. That and is that's so true. true right and then and then that's like not being transparent and vulnerable and like uh it's the problem with society is this kind of um yeah this this being fascinated with perfect all the time Mm -hmm.
2: and that's like the same thing with success at the same time like you to have successful days you're gonna have unsuccessful days and we have to talk about the unsuccessful days as much as the successful days to drop the stigma that you have to like be one certain way to be successful
1: and like what and I I'm trying I try to be someone who's quite transparent so like I kind of mentor coach different youth members around Canada for the implementation of the SDGs and honestly in every call I have I I try to share something funny or embarrassing that happened to me (laughs) it's not just to like break the ice but it's just like hey I'm human this crazy thing happened to me today like let's have a laugh about it and like you know so we're not just like having a meeting like all structured and pretending that like I'm gonna be this perfect coach and this leader that's gonna like help them to success I'm like no I messed up too like I'm on a journey as well um and there's some definitely some funny stories with that but I love a good funny story you know like when someone really really messed up (laughs) yeah Yeah.
0: I think it's nice because it brings it down to earth really in that way right um, yeah. <laughs> yeah especially yeah. when you have like a mentor or something you kind of look up to it's nice to know that like you know not everything's always run so smoothly with everyone especially in like higher positions as well
1: yeah oh my goodness and like when okay I don't know if you guys saw this or you found it funny but like when Trudeau was speaking about like speaking moistly and um, yeah, yeah saw that. and like how he he, he knew <laughs> it was a bad decision to say that he took it
0: back. He was like, mm, "That's not. That's not the." Was so like
1: that. That sounds like I don't know what he said, yeah. but yeah, was
0: yeah like, but That oh. wasn't like a nice word to use, really.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and like I think moments like that, it's like okay, we're in a pandemic. Like everything sucks, and also like we expect the government to like constantly be delivering, but like it's okay to have a little slip up. Like, hey, Trudeau's not a robot. He's he's a human. So. um, Yeah, I kinda like that. I found it really funny. (laughs) People in America don't find slip-ups
2: very funny, guys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) False information and slip-ups are like two different things, though. Yeah. That's
2: (laughs) the only thing. Yeah. That's (laughs) And then the second question is, what Mm -hmm. does success mean to you?
1: Oh. And then the second success mean to me. Um, ah, like, honestly, it's like, it's not, it's not one thing, but like, I'm, I'm a big goal setter. So I would say success to me is moving, moving on a path towards your goal. And that again, goes back to moving on a path could be taking four steps forward and one step back. You still gained three steps. So like, that's moving towards a goal. And my dad's a life coach, so... I grew up with someone like. (laughs) Sorry. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's honestly like when I think at the time, like when I was young, I was like, "Dad, stop trying to coach me." And then like now in my adulthood, I'm like, "This is great. Like, I need more of this." Yeah. You need to. You need to set goals, and you need to be like put things into perspective and realize that you can achieve them, and like you are just human, so. Yeah, like I would say, success to me is like moving on a path towards a goal. Um, what do you guys think? Because, oh no, show host, <laughs> you must have um, a nice little answer up your sleeve, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: Sarah, do you want to take that one? On? <laughs> of course, of course, yeah. yes. Um, I love this. Um, I think <laughs> success means creating an environment to move forward that might seem very broad Mm -hmm. I think the word is vague I'm not sure sure it's not vivid I know that but it could be vague but I think that to be successful in all points of life is to accept everything around you to be able to move forward in whatever path you want to go to. It could be negative. It could be positive. You just have to be confident in all of the choices that you're going to make to get there.
1: I agree. And I think with what you were saying with the environment, that kind of made me think not about like the physical environment, but like obviously like the environment that we allow ourselves to be in like in a workspace or like with Mm -hmm. friends. It's like an open environment where we can be like supportive of one another because we don't win or if winning is a thing like we don't become successful by pulling other people down um
0: yeah like I I think that's really true within western society like we have a really hard time because it's such kind of an individualistic society um in that way because as you were saying right like from your like point of view and even mine I think like we have to help each other out right in order to be able to like build the most success however like I think some principles within western society really do um kind of stop us from reaching that
1: yeah for sure it's like and and we're always looking it's it's like a grade system too right we've been brought up mm-hmm. with you know if you don't pass if you don't make the grade you're not successful and
2: sure.
1: that makes us want to be competitive with one another I know a friend of mine um is in an, an engineering um, at the University of Waterloo. Sorry to name drop them. Hopefully this doesn't put them in a bad book. Um, back to the bad PR. No, I'm joking. Um, but <laughs> he's in an engineering class. And once you get your results for each class, they put your name in a list of like who got the best score. Um, and they rank you in terms of, that class and I just think that is a really negative way of perceiving success because yes you may have got the top answer in class but did you study did you find the results on the internet did you learn something like that's not showcased in a grade
0: no at all and it really like it just puts like a number on a person right like the the person's just a number really um and yeah it doesn't take into consideration like any other factors as you were saying (laughs) it's just just, like that one thing at that one time
1: yeah and I think that also like is is driving like mental health issues because we don't really realize our importance past that number what a way to be teaching people that you know like if you don't make the grade you're nothing or like you're not allowed to get a higher pay grade or something like that we're putting so much value on numbers and it's so toxic and not to mention like hey some people don't even give an f if you get a certain pay grade like why does it matter I know like we always value money as this this thing that you know the all-inspiring thing that's why we get a degree that's why we want to get a job we need to pay for things and we want to get bigger and better and we want to have a boat and a car and whatnot but like have we really looked at other forms of valuing people um That's a big question.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but but I think it's good to reflect on that. Really, just especially in like because like for us, we're in a Western society, so that's kind of what's defined as success, right? Like it's basically very like materialized in that way. Um, And at least I don't know for me, like in terms of success, I've always kind of tried to like avoid that because for me, I knew I wanted to go and study and like post secondary and everything, but I really tried to avoid um, the reasoning behind it being like monetary like money wise you know
1: mm-hmm. so what way, did you I- what was your purpose mm-hmm. then of go i actually really I love answering this answering answering but <laughs> I love <laughs> asking this question of people <laughs> like why did you go to do your degree then like what made you want to pick that course
0: um for me I've just always been interested in like international affairs kind of things um And how I can kind of help in that way but what I didn't really like realize until I really got to my degree which was was when I took more of a step back and looking at it because it was never really for like money or anything obviously I would need an income at some point (laughs) but um, other than that really it was more to help out but yeah then I took a step back and, and kind of reflected like who am I to go in there and help what is my role really and like where's my position like going into another country per se or continent or whatever it be wherever it be like who am i to be there and what what is an appropriate role for me as well
1: yeah absolutely and i think it comes back to like individual values and i i i really think you know you hit it on the head that you didn't go just through university for that monetary um reward but it was so much more than that and i did a test recently with my university because i'm going to be graduating um after this term and they got you to like rank it was like an online test and they got you to like rank your different like values and like determination factors and like the things that motivate you and stuff Feed to try to find your career path and i found that really interesting because i yeah, had yeah. not taken that test before i went to university and i kind of wish i did
0: Yeah, because I've never actually heard of that. That's really interesting. Like, I've never heard anyone talk about a test like that.
1: Yeah, because it's like personality tests, right? And stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we don't ever like, there's, there's more to just your personality to match a job. Like, what is your like, underlying value? And like, going back to my dad, he always makes my whenever I do a podcast, my dad makes it and my mom's like, why am I not in there, Beth? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my dad always gets a mention. Um Aww. and <laughs> but when I went to university, um I the first few weeks I was really struggling because I didn't know if it was the right choice for me because I had gone to a uni- different university before. I was a few years out and had worked like in service industry and um and was trying to figure out kind of what my reason was to go. And he got me to write on a piece of paper, why are you doing this? And I wrote it on, on a piece of paper and stuck it on my wall for the whole of first year. And he said, every single time that you like doubt yourself or you don't want to do something or you believe you're going to fail, read that and answer it. And he says, and if you don't have an answer, stop. He's like, do not push yourself if you do not have an answer why for why you're doing something. Because there is no point living your life with regret and if you do not want to fully like fulfill your purpose it's deep
0: (laughs) he's really like like he's good at this (laughs) This (laughs) but i think yeah it goes down to purpose then at the end of the day as you were saying like if you can reflect back and look at your purpose and be like yes this like matches it this aligns with it then i think that would give you like the motivation to keep going right however as you were saying like if it doesn't then it's probably not for you
1: yeah, for sure. And I, I, it's, it is hard to answer that question. I can totally like understand that. But normally the first thing that comes to your head is the, the one thing that you're like holding on to. And sometimes that can be something like super small. Right. Um, and that's OK. This is your personal purpose. But I wish they taught us more that in school. My friend said to me the other day, actually, she was like, I wish our first year of university was all based on personal growth. Wouldn't that be so good?
0: That would be yeah. That would help a lot, I think, especially in the adjustment process.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's such a big jump, I find, from like high school where everything's kind of spoon fed to you, and then university where you're basically just given the freedom to explore and do whatever you want.
1: You don't necessarily like know who you are when you go into university too. You're like, <clears throat> for me, I took a few years out and I traveled a lot. Um, And that helped me find who I am. But I I found people, they were like, literally like, plonked out of their home into this environment where they were meant to completely be self-sustaining and also trying to figure out who they are. And around your 20s, it's like so, I guess it's it's such a hard time. Like, do you ever really know who you are? I guess that's a good question, too. Like, I don't know. Um, About
2: 50% of the time, depending on the day you could say. Some days are a lot easier to remember who I am than other days. Yeah. It's really <laughs> hard because I've changed so much.
1: Like as in and one day you're like in a mood or you mean like you changed as in development of a person like it's evolving every day? Both. Different <laughs> moods every
2: day, different yeah uh, personalities every year, you know what I mean? Like you just take on different characteristics as you get older and it's like so hard to remember who you once were like sometimes I like to put it that topic in like a music perspective because I love music and I've always loved music and I used to listen to a lot of like People screaming and a lot of just weird <laughs> things in middle school. Some people would call it like scene music. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Well, yeah, I, right. I do That was me <laughs> in middle school with my best friend. And like I now, I don't listen to any of that music, and, and I can't even listen to the music that I used to because it's just like a weird feeling that you get because you know you're not the same person as you were then as you are now
1: for sure. Now, okay, I'm really curious. What what did you used to like wear back in the scene days? <laughs> um, well,
2: <laughs> I would, <Go> on. <laughs> I would wear back a bunch of like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, fun fact, I have all of my band shirts still and one day I want to make a quilt out of them. But that's besides the point. I would wear <laughs> black skinny jeans with black Converse or like checkered Vans. Or black, I loved black vans, like the tie up black vans mm-hmm. with yeah. um, maybe like a studded belt. And like, this used to be me. Like, I feel like
1: we <laughs> could have been friends back then. And it. I had like
2: a hot pink little iPod, and I would beg my parents for their laptops or their iPads so I could just listen to music all night long. Being like, I'm so angry at the world watching the yes. snow. Did you have <laughs> eyeliner? No, I actually wasn't allowed to wear makeup. Oh, okay. until high school. What about hairstyles? Mm-hmm. Like, was that a thing? Uh, well, I begged my parents to let me cut my hair, really and truly, but they were not about it. They're like, "You're not gonna mess up your hair and get a ton of layers for liking it for a day." Um, so I parted my hair lower than my eyebrow, and wow. I had a comb
1: over. Yeah, yes! it was, oh, over it was days. <laughs> do you remember that phase I don't know if you guys because like we might be slightly different in age or like different countries or whatnot but do you remember that phase in the scene era where people used to backcomb their hair
2: yes yeah Yes. it
1: was the jam I pretended to do that all the You're time then I was
2: like I don't even own hairspray what am I doing I would just try and use a brush
1: I don't know That's what I crazy. was doing at all <laughs> oh my goodness because it ends up being that like uh you're so trying to like create your own kind of identity that you end up being so samey with the group that you're in so yeah. it's kind of funny because it's like you're trying to explore and I'm like totally supportive of self-exploration my my mom was massive on it she's like get a piercing dye your hair do anything my sister oh my shaved God, off really? her head, hair off
2: wow yeah
1: so That's my awesome. mom was like self-exploration but then And some of these trends, you end up just looking like everyone else because everyone's doing it. (laughs) So my sister had, gosh, I think she had blue hair for a while, orange, peachy colored, pink. Oh, wow. She shaved half Mm -hmm. her hair off. Yeah, like my mom was like, go for it.
0: Um, I'm not going to lie. I've been debating shaving my head throughout this quarantine. It's the time to do it if you're going to do it. (laughs)
1: You know, you know what I, exactly now is the time no one can see if it fucks up yeah, <laughs> Oh my gonna sleep that out if I if <laughs> My,
2: it's so crazy because like we talk about our purpose and what our purpose is and like doing when we think back to middle school when we tried to be seen we didn't know what our purpose was but we just wanted to fit in and now like all we want to do is not necessarily stand out but we want to make a difference, but for the people who are on the path to wanting to know their purpose,
1: you know? Gosh, that's so deep. <laughs> like, that was like, beautifully said. and I difference. think <laughs> It's like, it's so true. And I think maybe that comes with maturity as well. And like, you start to develop about like who you are. And I think, Your success is sometimes like who you are as an individual and because no one else can be you. And Mm -hmm. that is something that I learned as a kid too, because when I was 16 to 18, I went through like a really bad depression and I, I didn't go to university or anything. And like, I didn't go to school much and I was really trying to discover who I was. And I felt like my success or like what the world wanted me to be was this same girl that like you know wore perfect makeup and was skinny and had straight hair and went to the gym but that like wasn't me and I had to like become confident enough to step out as myself and that takes that takes a lot and like so actually if you if you kind of would define success success could be having the ability to be truly yourself um, and showing the world what you're about. This is getting way
2: too deep, guys. Like, I'm just thinking about my entire path of, like, growing up. What happened? Like, what? Get the furs out. Well, like, I don't know. Like, I was, like,
0: reflecting on it. Just not like I was thinking about it. And I think in high school, like, especially middle school, I think it's really hard because now looking back at it, I think they made the world out to be a lot scarier than it actually is in the sense Mm -hmm. of, like, talking to people and everything and finding, like, who you are and, like, your path I guess per se and everything I don't know like I, for me I found once I got to university and everything it kind of like made everything easier for me in that mm-hmm. way like I found the type of people I wanted to be around I found the people with the same like values and interests as I did which I think was something that is or I think it is something that's really hard to find in high school just because you're have a select bunch of people and that's it
1: that's actually a really good point. And like once you start to take a class that aligns to maybe like who you are as a person or your values, you find like a tribe of people that like agree with you and are willing to do anything to make that actionable. And I think that's when university is so important. Personally, like I think entrepreneurship and like being able to be a problem solver, um, when you go to university is like a really good thing too, because you're surrounded by all these people that like have such a common Perspective on an issue. For instance, I'm an environment and business student. So a ton of people are like, you know, we need to get this company to start acting on climate change. And like when you all come together, you're like a driving force. And um, I know my university anyway is like really big on entrepreneurship and like being able to solve big problems. But I think that's something that's really important to be able to like teach people once they find their passion is to be able to kind of like go out there and solve that problem and come up with a solution to like better society I guess related to their values and their passions and their purpose.
0: And I think like what you're doing right now, especially with your degree it'll it'll be so useful especially come like this time that's what exactly what we need actually for business and like environmental studies to cross over yeah (laughs) with all this with like climate change and everything that's like essential
1: yeah I it's funny because I think people have since I started my degree it's become more popular like that concept but honestly I have kind of lost my trust in business oh yeah I don't know like I just it's hard because I've I'm teaching this workshop next week for like our annual conference. And I'm doing this like breakout session about like advocacy versus activism. And like, Mm -hmm. I've done lots of activism work before about climate change, right? And like going out there and like protesting and trying to fight for a right. But then there's like another take on it and it's advocacy, which is like moving change within a system. Mm -hmm. But within that, you kind of have to abide by the already existent principles. So you have to be a part of like Johnson and Johnson or like H&M or whatever and try to make change from the inside out. And it's really hard.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Especially, yeah, like we've just been talking about this the whole time, but like Western society, I think it's going to be tough with like consumerism and like just the system of capitalism in itself, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's really big. I'm like, I'm very negative about capitalism a lot of the time (laughs) I think it's a good concept like obviously capitalism has grown so much prosperity for us but I I think it has brought a lot of um, a mindset of like consumption and valuing goods differently to what their true value is like for instance we I'm an environment student right like you can literally not do anything without the oxygen you're breathing like right now we are breathing oxygen we would not be here if we did not breathe that oxygen but in the principle of capitalism or I guess maybe that's a little bit too um particular <laughs> with, I don't know if that's a fact but like it's a principle in our current economy we don't value um air as like a human right or as a resource it's we true. just kind of regard it as like something that we'll always have and um, we'll always need for our fundamental like livelihoods, but we don't really value its worth. That's a big ph- philosophical um
0: point. No, but it's true. But it's just like water too. I've always tried to wrap my head around the concept that um how can like clean water necessarily not be a human right?
1: I know. because you know, yeah. it's needed.
0: Like that's just it's like similar in that way. Like that's something I've always tried to wrap my head around and I can't. Like I just don't understand it. It doesn't like align with me at least.
1: And so, that's yeah. when you yeah, know that law is right for you, maybe. <laughs> we'll no, seriously. see. Hopefully. I was in a session yesterday, um, and I can connect you to some people that are doing work in that, but I was listening to a session about some lawyers that are, that's literally their job is to try to oh, get... Oh, I would love
0: that. I would love yeah.
1: to, yeah. Yeah, Centre for International Sustainable Development Law. Um, it's a mixture of different universities and institutions around the world.
0: <clears throat> oh, that's so cool. It's funny because I've actually never run into that. And you think like an in international development, something like that would be brought up, yeah. a center like that. But yeah, yeah. So thank you.
1: For sure. I can, I'll, um, I'll send you some details. And maybe there's some recordings of the sessions from yesterday, but some of the conversations they were having were really fascinating about this, this, it was a, okay, funny enough, actually, it was a humans, human rights uh, symposium connected to the oh. SDGs and I went into it not clearly I was very uneducated about what human rights meant and they were talking about like the right to clean water the right to clean mm-hmm. air and I just hadn't thought about it that way and so I was yeah, like oh I I, like you think about like human rights as in like like in simple the right form. to freedom
0: or something yeah yeah right, yeah Yeah.
1: but that freedom is having drinking water and clean air and blah."
0: Yeah. As well. Well, it's like survival, right? In that way. Like, I don't know, like, for me, I can't even fathom really what it would be like to not have access to, well, quote unquote, clean air, because like, with, <laughs> with all the pollution and everything, but still clean yeah. air. <laughs>
1: and, um,
0: but like, yeah, drinking water as well, like potable drinking water.
1: And it's, it's, you would be so surprised how many deaths are linked to air pollution it is oh, really? catastrophic. Like mm-hmm. I actually, one moment, I might even have the link up, but um, <laughs> they were speaking about how um, health and the environment are like very much interlinked. So it says here that 23% of global deaths are linked to the environment. So if you think about that, one in four, every single death one in four is like it would be linked to the environment and and most of those are related to air pollution so really the environment and those principles of like the basic human rights to clean water and air is fundamental for our existence so um that's the kind of topics they were mentioning yesterday so I'll definitely be sure to send that on to you <laughs> thank you
0: yeah no it's <laughs> I love that type of stuff so thank you yeah
2: one yeah, well, thing we all need though for clean air are some plants. Yeah, that's true too. Everybody oh needs
1: cycles. You know clean what? Air. So true, but I kill them every time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well just plant more outside, it's fine.
1: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I am the house. worst. I always <laughs> keep traveling and then I like give them to my friend or like forget about them in my room or my <laughs> office. And I come back, and I'm like, here I was on a trip for the environment, and I've killed my (laughs) internal environment in my house. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) I've honestly... I
0: stopped kind of buying plants, and I started buying, like, cacti and succulents, because I was like, you only really, really need water, like, every, like, four weeks, you know?
2: And <laughs> yeah, you know, not that true. much,
0: yeah, like, and not even that much, you know? So, mm-hmm. if I stretch it a fifth week, you probably won't die. It's
1: it's such like, a you'll hard probably time. probably still be there. How's your progress with that? Tell They're doing it. well,
0: actually. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs>
1: They're actually doing okay. I, I killed my succulent. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. I overwatered <laughs> it because I was worried that I was underwatering it. Right.
0: And right. then no, I read I online
1: that it goes mushy and dies when it's overwatered. So it went mushy and died.
0: <laughs> you honestly just made me check my like my cactus right now, right beside me. I'm like, how are you doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're doing the right thing. I'll definitely yes. take some tips from you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wanted to make sure I ask you, though, while we have you, what made you want to get involved with the SDGs? I know you had mentioned the MDGs earlier, but yeah, if you wanted to maybe get in, if you wouldn't mind getting into more of that, I'm really curious to find out.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, So the MGDs um, and the SDGs are a global framework. And I think, you know, Daniela and I might have a similar kind of interest there for international issues. And I, I found it especially fascinating with climate my focus is on on sdg 13 climate climate action um and for me the this concept that you know the whole 193 countries around the world can all unite to progress a common goal and those being 17 goals and that my actions as an individual in england or canada can affect the rest of the world so for instance If we do anything negative for the environment, even if we are driving our car in Canada, that air, uh, that carbon is being emitted into our environment and is affecting global climate change. And it's not just in the country, in that local context. It is for the world. So we actually international actors and global citizens. And that's kind of what I found fascinating is that we're kind of interconnected in that way.
0: No, yeah, that's like, it. no, but that's exactly, yeah, that. like how I've seen it, especially with like globalization and everything, driving mm-hmm. um, this global supply chain and everything. I think, yeah, it's really important for people to realize like that they do have an impact on a global scale, whether it be that small, just driving your car somewhere.
1: Yeah, and that, I think like, we impacts have, things. We have like um, a responsibility, I think to other people especially as developed nations we have a responsibility that for not just for our future generations so there's a the element of the SDGs talking about intergenerational equity but also like the basic human right with what we were talking about earlier to to clean water and climate and you know it baffles me that I can be You know, I can walk into my bathroom and and grab a glass of water out of my tap or flush my toilet, but there's someone else in the world that has to walk for miles to access a toilet or access the tap. It's just like, like, how is that? How is that the case? Like, why am I living in such privilege? Yeah,
0: and I think those are like the same questions I was kind of asking myself when I decided to go into international development. Those were the same things that I was just reflecting on and I couldn't really like put it into really put into perspective or understand really or relate or in any way. So that's like yeah, that's what kind of drove me in that way like this moral idea of being like why am i able to do the things that i do and someone else isn't.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. There's definitely that like moral standing behind it. And I think it's, you know, we have can be very negative sometimes towards the principles of the United Nations, but really mm-hmm. what would we be without An agenda that we are agreeing on globally I think that's pretty powerful that we can agree that every single person should have access to free and clean accessible water for 193 countries to stand together and be like you know we support your efforts for that to be achieved um that's that's really I think should be our purpose on on earth should be to you know better the world and the environment for others why why are we inflicting you know so much suffering um i think that's a real big question for someone's moral standing
0: For sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something for
2: some people to reflect on. Really. Some food for thought for yeah. the listeners <laughs> out
1: there. <laughs> yeah. What is your moral standing on this people? Why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah. But but <laughs> like, you know, there are religions out there actually I've heard that um you know that their stance is that, you know, you shouldn't have any impact on anything. Um when in your existence you know like even the grand ground that you're standing on you know you're moving dirt you're moving the natural environment for animals so there's that really strong like conservation um perspective to the way that we're living our lives and I think that's I you know when I heard about that my friend in India told me about that religion it really made me think actually because I don't really know how much we as westerners embed those principles into everything that we do we don't really ever think oh okay like me living my life in this way in this house in this country driving my car how does that impact my future generations and the environment around me we just don't have that perspective the same as uh as some developing countries and I think that you know that's our massive massive fallback like fallback fall down (laughs)
0: yeah no I think yeah no no I get what you're saying yeah and I think like I think it just all relates to like this like idea of um, individualism and like kind of pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps right like that whole like American kind of philosophy in that way and yeah I think that's something that's gonna hit us in the face soon
1: yeah absolutely and I really think like I know we're gonna be now unfortunately after COVID not traveling as much but when I did travel to Vietnam when I. After like my bit of my depression and like I was trying to figure out who I was, I saved a ton of money, went, came to Canada, served um, in downtown Toronto, managed to gain a ton of tips as you do and went to Vietnam. And I really, I think it hit me there. I had a culture shock that I was like, why am I valuing all these other things in my life when these people, some people live in these small villages on the top of mountains and they're just so happy with what they have. And, you know, like, they value family so much greater than I value, like, my family and that connection. And then I've been doing some other SDG work in Morocco, and Morocco will forever have a place in my heart. I really recommend visiting, guys, if you haven't been already. Have you been?
0: No, I haven't. (laughs) I (laughs) want to.
1: Okay, it's so nice. Um, And I remember... Reflecting when I was there, I was there for about two months in total, kind of on and off for different conferences and was staying out there. And I saw the way that people were interacting with one another, the way that they treat beggars on the street, or the way that they treat people that they don't know, and they welcome them into their homes. And and the principles kind of led me back to like you know, um, like the the. Islamic religion and Islamic principles that you should value your family and your mother because they have brought you life and I really think that that shocked me because we have a very negative view of other people other people's religions in the western world and also uh, often in the media you know um there is a lot very unfortunately stigmatized people are stigmatized for being Muslim, but the principles that they live by are, are very fascinating. And I, for myself learned a lot when I dug a bit deeper into Islam. And I remember coming back to the, after that trip and I, I actually feel very emotional talking about it now, but I remember messaging my mum and just saying like, I love you so much. And I'm so sorry if I've ever taken you for granted, because I think I'm always so wrapped up in my own little world where we are and for a minute I was able to step back and when I didn't have I decided to like take time out of my phone and like really dig deep into like the community and connecting over food and talking to people I realized what was important and what was important was my family and my mother and I really valued her for teaching me those things and bringing me up and feeding me food and making me who I was so That's a really long story, but um, (laughs) I think travel um, and having that global mindset and being open to learning about other people's religions and beliefs help you figure out what's important to you, for sure.
0: And I think, like, I don't know, at least for me, my experience of it that has brought me, I guess, close with my family is we're, like, the only one – my immediate family is the only family I have in Canada, actually. And I think even, like, having the culture – the like my background, my culture and everything has really brought me closer with my family. And I think as you were saying, like it kind of, there's similar values there in that way that cross like borders everywhere, I think. And like, even whether it be religions and cultures as well. But yeah, I think it's important to reflect on like what really matters and like, what do you really value in life? And I think that's Mm -hmm. really a driver of success in itself as well
1: mm-hmm. absolutely they say one i don't know what the expression is it's something like once you start valuing your mother and where you came from success will come to you or something <laughs> yeah just wait, remember wait, where you came mom. from
2: yeah guys wait till my mom hears this okay i was gonna be like Sierra, am- <laughs> come on why aren't you being nice to me and be like mom <laughs>
1: I love you so much. So you're gonna turn around and you're gonna say, Mom, I need to be cultured. I just need to go to another country. Can you buy (laughs) me? Like I
0: just need to (laughs)
2: take a quick trip.
1: And she'll just buy you a ton of books or something instead.
2: Be like, what do you need? What do you want? What do you need? What can I do
1: for you? And be like, love me. Love you. (laughs) <laughs> but seriously, like, love your mother. Like, I think in my twenties, um, I've like realized the importance of like being a woman and kind of that connection between like your existence and your mum. Like, your mum pretty much like grew you up for most of your life. You we really owe it to our mothers. Like they sacrifice so much from their body, their mind, their everything, like maybe even sometimes their career. Um and Mum, shout out, love you. <laughs> <laughs> love your moms. Love your mums and success will come to you.
0: Yeah, literally. <laughs> well, I feel like they're they might maybe not. Not to like generalize, but like at least in my experience, my mom's definitely been like one of my number one supporters in everything. Like that's I love the person that. I go to for everything. Like advice or whatever whether it be career, like personal, like relationship, whatever. That's like one Absolutely. of the first people I definitely go to. Yeah.
1: You're so cute. <laughs> <love> really? <laughs> but no, it's important. Like, you know, your mother figure is is also she knows you probably like the best if she brought you up and she's a mentor and like i'm lucky to have my mum and my dad are both really strong mentors and really really strong on their values they used to do work with homeless communities in toronto and london in england and that's how they met actually which is kind of funny Mm. yeah um so it's kind of funny because that's like what brought them together and that strong principle of like humanitarian work and that's how they brought me and my sister up. And now my sister lives in Yellowknife in the Northwest Territories in the subarctic area of Canada and really like was driven. I can't speak for her, but she was really driven by the community <laughs> up there. Um, and, you know, she's a photographer, but now owning her own business. And I'm so grateful for that. And there's this really cool, actually, there's this really cool thing that just came out. It's called like the mentorship, the National Mentorship Programme in Canada have you heard about it Daniela
0: I think I've definitely come across it it rings a bell yeah
1: yeah and they like match you up with like someone you aspire to be and yeah and they will literally like teach you about like how to get there and like be that mentor and that like friend figure or that like um career advisor whoever you need that's the gap that they will fill and so I I, what I believe is you can like you fill out different like quizzes based on like kind of where you want to be and what your personality is like and stuff and they match you and so I I filled out the the survey I'm hopefully going to be part of the program maybe in the future but um I found that really fascinating because some people don't grow up with those type of figures so I think it's good that we give people an opportunity to have a mentor
0: for sure and I think if like maybe you want to do something really different than like what your parents have done for example right which is super common in like society now um I think yeah it's like hard sometimes to access like those resources and have someone like to be like okay what do I do next to get to where I want to be because you know, like, your parents can support you yes and everything but like maybe they don't have the exact answer right to what's like the key next step for what you need
1: yeah yeah exactly and for someone that can again back to like the principle of what I see as success anyway it's that like when you fall down you someone that can reflect on those learnings with you and to bring you back up again because For sure. when you don't have somebody to help you and to be there in that lonely and that sad place when you fail, it's sometimes hard to pick yourself back up and sometimes you need someone to really like cheer you on and be that cheerleader. Um, yeah, that's like, that's wow.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's bad. like hard. 700 million of why i'm on my way to canada right now <laughs> guys, to the border. you guys talk about so many things <laughs> all of the canadians that we've had on the show so far they just my mind is blown with how many opportunities that not necessarily are brought like shown you on a piece of paper but they're they're so much more accessible yeah, you know what I mean. I'm like we have opportunities here in America. I am grateful for that, but like, you, I understand that you have to do the work for it. But like, you have to dig under every tiny pebble to find something helpful. And like, knowing that you guys have
1: things like that is just. But it's I like think cool. you know what—that's a really good point, and I think that's maybe because it's the valuation of of these programs and of these mentorship like opportunities I personally believe these types of stuff should be free and accessible we should be giving people volunteer experiences and um different things to grow them personally professionally help to discover their values and it shouldn't be something that they have to pay for um and I think it is unfortunate that like you know that maybe there's not enough funding for that in the us right now and maybe that's not valued because the value is in production and consumption um because really you're not going to be a <laughs> like... work. sorry i'm like and i think like i don't it's know it's such at least a for shame me. that you live in the us <laughs> i know it is don't worry it's such a shame that you live in the us <laughs> no
0: but i would really appreciate yeah if you could like pass on that link to um that yeah. network you were talking about yeah
1: For sure. And and I would honestly say to anyone like listening or for yourselves, I'm by no means an expert. But I would say if you uh, like find someone that you want to aspire to be like, or like want to be in their position in the future, reach out to them, be like, you know what, like, would you be open to have a phone call sometime? Or can I ask you a few questions? And I think it's personally the right that when you are a leader and you're in a person of power you should be able to pass the baton on to someone who is like your younger self and so I would encourage you to do that if you find somebody out there that like is the ultimate in the ultimate role that you want to to get to reach out to them and if they don't answer you I'll come uh and sort them out <laughs> <laughs> I'll let them know yeah
0: <laughs> well, but I think I think people should be inclined to do that though because like you're really molding the future in that way, right? Like, for sure. as you said, passing on the baton, literally, you're molding the future.
1: Yeah, and I think, like, how is anyone going to be able to progress a society? Like, for instance, if a leader, like, feels like they want to um, implement certain principles and wants that to be continued forever to come or until, like, you know, um, that that party's in and out of government, there needs to be some sort of transition and you need to empower new leaders to be willing to step up to the plate and do a similar job or do even better and learn from from someone in, in that, in that uh, position. And so there is really cool programs. I'm sure you've heard from some of your other guests about... You know the president's like youth council is is one of them but there's other mentorship programs um like young diplomats I think you had someone on from there um and I I really value those programs because I think they do so much more than even what they aspire to do because it's allowing people to be exposed to something they want to become but also I want to say with that because if you do include this in (laughs) you shouldn't be copying somebody else (laughs) For you sure. should be like learning from someone else it's never it should never be like a copycat thing yeah if you find that's somebody my out that, that like
2: world, I will tell you that <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it is hard though because a lot of the time we do learn from others right and it's like within our human nature too like you know we learn and then we like repeat kind of um mm-hmm. in that way but but yeah, like obviously don't like copy paste someone's paper onto your paper, like don't without giving them credit. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's rude. <laughs> it's plagiarism, but not success. Yeah. <laughs> and then one last outing question is, no, do you I would really- have a small like local business or ethical or sustainable products that you love to death and you'd like to give a shout out to we think it's like super important to talk about these companies now more than ever going through the pandemic or creating a um, new habits like using reusable straws and things like that
1: yeah for sure I don't have um, an exact business in mind but I do have a product that I've absolutely been loving I think a really big issue that is not really talked about often is like menstrual waste from like pads and tampons and things and it's there has been in the past a lot of stigma around that so the type of product I want to give a shout out to would be um would be like period pants or, or like um oh my god yes a menstrual cup like they're so good guys and you save money and you save like the environment and it's great Yeah, honestly,
0: don't even get me started about having to pay for these type of things. Like, it it drives me insane. There's
1: Uh, a tax on them. There is literally a tax. Yeah, honestly, don't get me
0: started. Like, I'm, yeah. A
1: luxurious (laughs) item, apparently, like pads and tampons are a luxurious item so they are taxed and I'm sorry but like you can't stop your period from happening like we are women and hey if we want to be young leaders and be successful you know we got to get out there and still be working to hustle next to all the men and so I would recommend everybody invest in some period pants (laughs) I want them so bad like so so
2: so bad do it from like the she thinks is that one of the brands of yes. like the period underwear Mhm. oh those look so up my alley you like do it. tmi i don't bleed a lot anyway so i'm oh like <laughs> whatever
1: right so i'm like oh my god i just want those so bad and it's so easy <laughs> it's like you don't have to go to the shop and you just like give them a rinse and at the end of your cycle you, you pop them in the um in the washing machine and it's done like super easy god. Yeah. Love it. We'll we'll definitely
0: link those down below (laughs) so our listeners can have direct access to them. Yeah. And then the last question we like to ask is what kind of message do you want our listeners to take away from this episode?
1: Wow. Well, I think the overall kind of topic that we keep coming back to is staying true to who you are. So don't be too hard on yourself. Um, I'm the type of person that will push right up until I'm like a centimeter from my limit and then stop and rest. (laughs) So um, what I say with that, you know, success comes from knowing who you are, not giving up, but also when you fail, don't be too hard on yourself. You know, like we are all human and it's okay to be vulnerable and to make mistakes. So um, yeah, that's what I would say is, keep being you <laughs> that world needs you and the world needs your individual uh message and then my therapist would love you yeah love actually, you. I should have gone into into like counseling <laughs> I think like <laughs> I'm counseling the environment right now and I'm like hmm <laughs> you can just answer
2: me back answer the question
1: <laughs> I know well maybe that's why I like doing environmental studies is because it doesn't answers back so I can just like keep talking at it <laughs> it's like, why do you have a dog? Well, he doesn't talk back, I can just talk to him.
2: Well, thank you so much for coming onto
1: the show as a guest. Thank you for yeah. having me. You guys are like, oh, you girls, you ladies are uh, super <laughs> articulate and inspiring. And I think the message that you're sharing is really important in a time like these.
0: Thank you so much. Oh, that's thank so you. nice to hear. <laughs> Did you want to maybe share your social
1: where people can find you? Yes, for sure. Please um, follow me. Kind of my main mission right now is trying to amplify this message of building back better and having the world we want post-COVID. My social media is Beth Eden underscore on Twitter. Um, I recently deleted my Instagram, so you won't find me on there, but you'll also find me on LinkedIn. Um, But yeah, feel free to reach out anytime about sustainability stuff or gender equality or... Finding your passion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, yeah. thanks for having me, guys. It was a really great conversation.
2: Of course, and I we hope to have you on the show again if whenever you do decide to go to Columbia, we'll all come see you. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> have an
0: update.
1: Yeah, we'll do a live session on the stage. Yeah. You guys well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me.